Bonjour, amigos. I am starting to lose my voice a little bit, but the show must go on. And we're going to start the show a little different today. Rather than some blazing, fucking hot Major League chin music or Pornhub chin music or Mitch McConnell sunburn infection chin smooth jazz or bluegrass music, whatever metaphor makes more sense to you, you go with that one. Just go with that one. Anyways, it's important to me to start this show by simply saying that I love you. I know I've said it before. I'm sure I'll say it again, but I can't say it enough. I absolutely fucking love you. Your continued support of this show's journey, combined with the love and for and from my babies, literally are sometimes the only things that keep me going. Behind the curtains, there were multiple nights this week that the depression side of my bipolar illness were so unbearable I thought I was going to have to be hospitalized. In fact, just for further notice, if I ever do inexplicably just disappear for 3 to 7 to 14 days, I'm in the hospital and they take away your phone. There, there's a phone there. There's just one community landline that everyone shares. You don't have access to a computer. There are books and crayons, but no computers or shoelaces for that matter. Anyways, you make me happier. Then Sean Hannity, when his phone rings, and it's the president and Rudy on a three-way, even though in legal parlance, that's what's known as a potential crime. Sorry, I keep getting distracted. This is about you. This is about you. You make me happier than the vice pastor himself, Mike Pence, when he's in that creepy, soft gaze of his, imagining the president in various states of undress and his penis rings, and he tries to hang up on the devil, but it's really, really hard. And yes, that is the first double entendre of the evening is penis and not thinking about Trump. Regardless, the point is that I really, really, really love you and your support means so much. So what do you say? Let's have some fun and make ourselves a show. Let's do it. Hey now, Fish V, my extra-dimensional musical genius best friend of a fishbowl. What up, Fish B? See what's in the tease in the show tonight. Can anyone be President Trump? Mm, boy. TMZ crosses the line again. Not hard for TMZ there. It's their area of expertise. And Fish B keeps it real with Bob. Really? I don't I don't know what that is, but once again, Fish B, I know a setup when I see it. I I, I can it get worse than the last two nights? Can it? I, I don't know. Fish B keeps it real with Bob. Thank you for the hot lead. Once again, let's begin this show the only way we know how with question one. Do you see anyone on that Democratic debate stage that can beat Trump? I only watched the first 15 minutes of the debate. I'm going to go back and watch it after tonight's show. Um, firstly, uh, Democrats, independents, and Republicans that aren't in the Trump cult, we have one job. One job only. We just got one job, and that's beat Trump. It's all that matters. As they say on PTI, that's it. That's the list. One job. Beat Trump. One job. As for the Dems on the stage tonight, our man Andrew Yang and the Yang Gang, he didn't do well at Iowa, but he's still there in New Hampshire. 
He's in it just for fun and for pushing the universal basic income, or as he calls it, the freedom dividend. But no, Yang can't beat Trump. He can't beat the other Democrats. Then you've got Steyer, who in this point is in it just for the vanity. He got 0.3% in Iowa. He's been on TV for like three fucking years. 0.3% for Tom Steyer. It's not going to happen for you, Tom. I'm sorry. So drop out of the race and stop spending that money on yourself and start spending that money on a super PAC that has negative ads on going after Trump on the air like tomorrow. That's what Tom Steyer should do. Biden? Oh, Biden. Any mojo it seems like Biden had? I mean, is it gone? Does he come in fourth again in New Hampshire? It's looking that way, but we'll see what happens on Tuesday. Let's let the good people of New Hampshire vote. Because in New Hampshire, you know what they do? They live free or die. It's on all the license plates. Uh, Klobuchar? You know I like Klobuchar, but she lacks the wow factor. Warren, she peaked too soon. She's been losing altitude for two months, and if she hasn't gotten it back by now, is she going to? I mean, New Hampshire, this is her state. If she's going to get the mojo back, I mean, this is it for Elizabeth. We'll, We'll see what happens. Sanders, Bernie is tricky. He's a fighter. His base, like his portion of the Democratic Party, like the Bernie bros, the Bernie crats, like they're locked in. But I think it's too easy for Trump to run against socialism. It's too easy for Trump to brand. And then the Medicare for all, even though it's not taking away everyone's health care, that's what it's going to be, you know, the ads against him will be. He's taking everyone's health care. It's going to scare people. And then Mayor Pete, you know, Mayor Pete is, is surging. He's basically tied with Bernie now in a couple different New Hampshire polls that came out today. And what if Mayor Pete picked Kamala as his vice president? I think that's that's an attractive ticket. You know, he's so smart that he'd run circles around Trump in the debates. But as a friend texted me last night, is America really going to go for a first gentleman in the White House? I made the argument, yes, but I'm not 100% sure in that argument. I think most of the states that Pete would lose because of that, like, he was already going to lose anyway. Those are already the Mississippis and your Alabamas and the Bible Belt. It, he wasn't going to do great there anyway. So things are changing in America, but have they changed that much? And then circling the whole field, circling the whole field like a shark is Bloomberg and his wallet. You know, what's going to happen when, when Bloomberg is actually on the ballot? Is Bloomberg going to take California? The Battle of California, is it going to be Bloomberg? Bernie or, or Mayor Pete? Very curious come, uh, come Super Tuesday. Is it too late? Is it too late for Oprah? Just for the good of the group, is it too late for Oprah? Uh, she's our Luke Skywalker. She's our only hope. Oh, no, that's Obi-Wan. Anyway, sorry. I hate it when I fuck up my Star Wars references. What's next, Fishby? How does Mayor Pete get any traction amongst black and brown voters? Another conundrum of Mayor Pete. By winning, you know, primaries and caucuses, that's an excellent start. In order to beat Trump, the Democrats have to absolutely redline the voter turnout engine. Redline the voter turnout engine. And they'll never be able to do that without overwhelming 
minority enthusiasm, not just support, enthusiasm, record turnout. If I worked for his campaign, I'd say quadruple down on immigration reform with a concise and marketable plan, easy to brand, easy to remember. Same thing for criminal justice reform, easy to brand, easy to remember, a good plan. But yeah, Mayor Pete, uh, he's got some hurdles in front of him, no doubt about it. What's next, Fishby? What's the dumbest thing you read in the news today? I, you know I consume a lot of news, and didn't we get a damn similar question to this last night, Fishby? Anyways, it's a fine question, you're right. You can go any a myriad of directions with this. Uh... TMZ, this is what you're getting to, the TMZ thing. Uh, 9.58 a.m., the push notification on my phone about Kobe and the memorial service. This is how it read. Vanessa Bryant says Kobe and Gigi Memorial will go down February 24th at Staples Center. Maybe that's not the best phrasing, or did they do that on purpose? Either way, it's stupid. I'm not sure go down is the phrasing you want to use when announcing Kobe's memorial service, TMZ. I, I mean, it's not, it's not a fireable offense for, for TMZ, but it's, it's, a, it's either ill-prepared or, or, just, or, or, just, or just poorly, poorly executed. Like, I've made plenty of bad decisions, like I, but... but that's uh, that's bad. Vanessa Bryant says Kobe and Gigi Memorial will go down February 24th at Staples Center. Yuck. What's next? So how do you beat writer's block? Now, the, there's lots of ways to beat writer's block. And, and it can, uh, you know, it, it's different for everybody, right? Um, a lot of people swear by... Just, just, just going into a free ride without rules. Like the Outback Steakhouse, the free rides, no rules, just right. And uh, you go for like 15, that's me. Some say 30 minutes, I, I think that's too long, but, but 15 minutes, like that's okay. Uh, some people like to uh, go with a technique called brain mapping, where they start with the subject in the middle of the page, they circle it, and they spider leg out each tangent and circle those, and then spider leg each tangent and... That's all right. It's okay. I like I like I like a ten minute. Well, I like to break up the monotony. Like a ten minute walk, or 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 a shower, or change clothes, or yoga, or meditation, or I even like like spray a bunch of cologne or perfume on your shirt. It kind of stimulates your brain in a weird way, or, or different kind of different kind of aromas. Definitely can uh, can help. But the one I go with. Like, like that, that works the best for me, like personally for me, for Bob. I go with what they call the Swiss cheese method. Are you familiar with the Swiss cheese method of, of and this isn't a sex joke, the Swiss cheese method. Uh, it's, it's where you take the stress out of it, you relax, and you just start poking holes in the project. You, you don't worry about starting at the beginning or even a main thesis, just a sentence here and a phrase there, 
And if that sounds simple, it's because it is, and simple is the what my brain needs. So, and also, 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 uh, randomly, I also like to sit in the front third of my chair and lean in. Body posture and body language. It, ah. Whatever works for you, do that. But there's a whole bunch of things that don't involve Adderall or cocaine to beat writer's block. So good luck with those. Or good luck. Good luck. Excuse me. What's next, Vision Mate? Yo, it's me, Fish B. Oh, fan-fucking-tastic. Here we go. Yo, it's me, Fish B. Since you don't want to be my valentine, which is stupid, what's the closest you've come to having sex lately? See, uh... Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a real head-scratcher, Fish B. The, the closest I've come? Um... Does this count? Uh, this morning, I was doing a day, was it, was it day, day 24, I think, day 24 of, of YouTube yoga with Adrian, and she, she invited me to bring a towel to the mat. She, she, no, it doesn't, uh, doesn't count. Then the, then the answer is, I don't know. It's a stupid question, Fishby. What's next? Are you going to keep it Brockmire this weekend? Oh, yeah, this is, get this every Friday. Are we going we gonna to keep it Brockmire this weekend? Uh, Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, Margot Robbie. Do I already have my ticket for tomorrow? Yes. Am I going by myself? Yes. Is that kind of pathetic? Sure. Do I care? Uh, only somewhat, but I'm definitely going. Uh, there's going to be a book involved. Yeah. Uh, LinkedIn and bobsfishbowl.com fun. Uh, the XFL kicks off tomorrow. A Vince McMahon of WWE fame. The XFL 2.0. The Seattle Dragons against the Washington, D.C. Dragons. One of those teams is called a dragon. Uh, they, they play tomorrow. Um, I don't really care. Uh, uh, the Oscars is Sunday. We know season nine, the, like the premiere of the, the final season of Homeland on Showtime that Sunday and the, the circus too. Uh, well, I might get a new phone. That's a real thrill. Might, uh, might do a little, a uh, little Buddhist temple or Arby's Methodism. Not sure. Depends how I'm feeling. Sunday is the snow moon. It's the second full moon of winter, known as the snow moon. Going to be one of the biggest of the year. Does that get your juices flowing? Is that keeping it Brockmire? No? Watch some college hoops? Exercise? Yoga? Yeah! <laughs> right. What's next? Yo, it's me, Fish B, again. Goodness Fucking grief. Yo, it's me, Fish B again. What's the point of you even having a penis? That's um I don't I don't know what to do with that, Fish B. Again, you've you've left me in a uh, a stupor. I don't I don't I don't know. Uh how else would I be able to count to 21 if I <laughs> how, how else could I count 21 if I I mean that is that not the point? If that's not the point, I'm uh, I'm confused. I'm I'm moving on from you, Fishby. I uh, if there's if there's any more questions, we're just I'm uh, just we're just gonna quit the show uh, midstream here, and uh, and we'll be done. What's next? 
as global media ombudsman, do you have any official Oscar predictions? Yes, as global media ombudsman, a very prestigious title that the world has given me. I haven't given it to myself. The world gave it to me. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix, best actor. That seems like it's going to happen, right? Brad Pitt for best supporting. Does it happen for Brad or does he get screwed out? We'll see. We'll see. I haven't seen Parasite, but it could be a big night. A foreign film at South Korean. I, I want to see it. But I honestly, I don't think the Oscar voters, like they even watch the films. They just go on reputation because The Irishman, one of the worst movies of the year, is nominated for 20 Oscars. And most of those are the ones that aren't on TV, but still 20 Oscar nominations for The Irishman. What the fuck? But they're nominated for the big ones. Best picture. No way in hell is The Irishman the best picture of the year. Best Director, Martin Scorsese, he's won these before. He, no way. Supporting Actor for Pesci or, or Pacino, they're both nominated. I mean, were their performances okay? But, uh, and then inexplicably, uh, Adapted Screenplay. The script is terrible. It's a terrible script. Adapted Screenplay, that's a joke. And even worse, editing? Editing? They're up for the award for editing? The movie's three and a half hours long. You're gonna give them an award for editing? Oh, and there's Isaiah's music, which means we've thankfully reached the final question of tonight and our final question of the week. And as far as I'm concerned, it just couldn't have come soon enough. Tonight, Isaiah writes... What's the biggest mistake you've ever made on social media? The, the biggest mistake. Uh, there have been some times in the past that, uh, uh, that, that I was either like too manic or, or too depressed, and, and, and clearly I shouldn't have been on social media, but, but there I was, uh, just, just, just bleeding hearts. Uh, uh, but I'll go a different direction. Can you believe that uh, I wasn't following Vanessa Hudgens on Instagram until like three days ago? Like, not three days ago, three days ago. Like, what? what's wrong with me? Like, what was I thinking? Like, I follow all kinds of people on the Insta, and I wasn't following Vanessa Hudgens? Inexplicable. That just, that just shows that uh, I clearly, uh, I mean, some days are better than others, but I obviously don't have it together the way I would like to if I wasn't following Vanessa Hudgens on social media. That's a red fucking flag. And now, time for the artist formerly known as Paleta Bola de Fuego and the finale. Kick it, fish beep. Trump is on full apprentice mode and on a firing spree. Lieutenant Colonel Vindman out, and so is EU Ambassador Gordon Sondland. And that's the worst million dollars he's ever spent. Basically, anyone who testified against Congress and the impeachment thing, they're gone. The U.S. economy beat Wall Street expectations and added another 225,000 jobs and outside the Playboy Mansion and partying with Jeffrey Epstein. This has been the greatest week of Trump's life. Yesterday would have been Bob Marley's 75th birthday, and we totally blew that, and I blame Fish Babe. The Pussycat Dolls are back with a new song called React, and even though the video got 350,000 streams in 90 minutes today, 
My reaction is the world would be fine without it. ESPN college basketball guru and lawyer Jay Billis has Gonzaga in his final four predictions, and if this is Gonzaga's year to finally win it all, Spokangeless will fucking lose it, and I won't be asking permission to drink. JetBlue founder, and Fishbee and I love JetBlue, is launching a new airline, and it's called Breeze, and it's being marketed as the world's nicest airline, and they're referring to kindness, not luxury, and I prefer kindness to luxury. Go Breeze. A tearful Oprah told the Today Show that her bestie and never tried weed one time Gail King is getting death threats and had to hire more personal security over the Kobe thing. And that's too far. And come on, Earth, get it together. And lastly, Queer Eye Guy and global superstar Tan France says the best way to be celibate is to wear Crocs. Unless you're Post Malone. And that wasn't disgraced Chef Mario Batali's problem. And I'm also guessing he didn't ponder hosting a daily podcast with a fishbowl. That raises your celibacy game to near peak levels. Oh. oh, did we do it? Did we make it through the week? Hallelujah. High five through the speaker. We did it. All right. Uh, at Bob Van Dyne, at Bob's Fishbowl. Bob'sFishBowl.com. We will be back on Monday, assuming, of course, something goes horribly wrong. Uh, I look forward to seeing Birds of Prey tomorrow with Harley Quinn and Margot Robbie. Anyway, have the best weekend ever. Be, be safe. If you can't be safe, at least be lucky. As I said in the intro, you know I love you. Adios, amigo. <laughs>